1: Broadcasting from the Lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keeffe Institute for Advanced Films Snarkitude. This is real spoilers, episode five sixty one, the not box office report. Just straight up not box office report <laughs> for the for the week ending three twenty two twenty. And I guess I should say one of us is broadcasting from yeah, that was, location. Yeah. A little, I'm in a radioactive
4: <laughs> bunker. What, uh, yes, you are. I'm at my house. I don't. Yeah. It's, uh, you need a catchy name. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I don't have one. That's the problem. That's. A... Well, wait a <laughs> yeah, minute. What now, we... Hold
2: on. When when you do Patreon, you have a fancy little intro. What do you say? That's from
4: like the south side of St. Louis. That's as, you no? know that's as, that's as far as I can get you. I'm not very oh, creative. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's well, nothing
1: fancy about the south side of St. Louis. That's, no. There's
4: yeah. there's nothing at all. It's yeah. Especially we have, we have, now that you can't go outside. Oh my god. Well, so we should some of us still have to work. So, you know, (laughs) same. So uh, we we should go around
1: the virtual table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And so, of course, uh, we are in the middle of a global pandemic, but that won't stop us from foisting our personalities upon you. Delivering Uh, free funny. We'll, we'll we'll see yeah that's fair <laughs> so uh so yeah so uh we're we're not uh together we are honoring the social distancing normally it's just emotional but uh <laughs> but we're doing it physically now too so we are all at our homes uh talking via the magic of skype phone it's weird that uh you know, we recently changed the name to not necessarily the box office report. And then the box office took it seriously.
4: Yeah. Uh-huh. And <laughs> they just said, shut down. They, they said that podcast <laughs> is so popular. We just have to follow <laughs> yeah. suit with what they're doing. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
2: think
1: we hurt what their a, feelings.
4: What a weird, what a weird time we are in, gentlemen. Like, this is uh, very odd. The, I don't think this is, has this ever happened? Like, where theaters have been like you know what or not even theaters but i guess hollywood has said no we're gonna pull our stuff
1: no i mean even during world war ii the great depression i mean it was like but it was like hollywood produced films because america still needed to escape and right you know now they you know they they can't even do that for good reason like i'm not complaining about it but no this is historically unprecedented
4: it's it, I I don't even like the fact that Hollywood has said we're pulling everything. I, it makes me think that this was a play on the entire time to try out the uh, oh. digital. first. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Alex Jones, no, ladies
1: I and gentlemen,
2: he also has yeah. toothpaste to sell you. Yeah, I don't know if we want to be known for the people that thought Hollywood invented. the No,
4: I really I really <laughs> I really don't think though. But I do think the timing is just like, well,
2: well. This is terrible circumstances but given that this is the opportunity they've been waiting for some kind of opportunity right. to test it and so they're getting it.
4: Yeah, they're getting it. And I, Yeah, there's
1: know. there's never been a better time in history to be quarantined, I'll no, give you that. That's true. Uh, oh yeah, yeah a,
4: you have every, everything everything's at your fingertips. Yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, it's impossible either, to be bored. Unless you're in Europe I mean, and it, they're just like, "Hey, we're going to slow the internet down." But Which it's is, still there. It is still there. That's true. That's true.
1: And and I don't think there's very many people that like I- I've certainly uh, you know, weaned out my DVDs and Blu-rays, but if they completely said no more Netflix, I still have plenty of physical media that I could entertain myself with.
4: Could they do that? Could they say I that's think- it, Netflix we're we're turning off the Netflix.
1: Sure. I mean, My good, yeah, good. I don't know. I think they're in I think I honestly I think that's part of why we don't have a federally mandated quarantine right now is I think they're not sure if they have the power to do it.
4: Oh sure. Sure.
1: And you know, it's easier to get away with on a local level than it is on a national level. Yeah. And at the moment it's it's hitting some areas harder than others and the areas that aren't being hit hard are like what's the big deal so check back in 10 days area that's not being hit hard st louis (laughs) yeah because like that's that tends to be the pattern like nobody it's it's weird it's like chicken little except there's like a hundred other chicken littles you're watching it happen (laughs) to and then the current chicken little is going
2: but i'm okay yeah right 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 it's you know but at least at least st louis had the foresight to do what new york and california are doing like it hasn't even gotten that bad here that we know of but new york and california like they have more cases and obviously more people gather there and so at least the mayors of st louis city and st louis county you know took that initiative and said hey we're gonna do the same thing here before it gets bad that was pretty smart
4: which is something you never thought you'd say about the mayors of St. Louis City and St. Louis County, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, well, I
2: do. I I do think part of the
1: problem you're seeing, though, is that it's it's very red-blue, and that the, yeah, very the, true. The, that the the Republican leaders are still kind of in the mindset of like, you know, it's just the flu. Yeah, and so that's. I mean, you're even seeing it locally, right? Like right now, St. Louis City and St. Louis County, which are controlled. Which have democratic elected officials in yep. office, yep, uh, are like we should have a stay-at-home order and St. Charles County, which is a very large county for people that are listening, uh, and they're like, no, I think we're good. Oh, is that right? And so uh. yeah, like they have not issued that s- same stay-at-home oh. thing. They they did the thing with restaurants and no no dine-in and carry-out only, but um, but they have not followed suit with the stay-at-home order. So, because they're like, well, we've only got two cases here. And I'm like, they're, you're literally adjacent to St. <laughs> Louis County. Like, what? why do you think that that magically protects you? But, I don't know. There's, we a, will see there's, a, right. there's
4: a secret barrier that protects uh, St. Charles County from the, the, the Rona
0: Yes, <laughs> oh.
1: I've I've always said Saint Charles is the patron saint of white flight. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and so like that's kind true. of. What, but to put it in perspective, I think like Saint Saint Louis City has like three hundred eleven thousand people, and Saint Charles County has three hundred eighty thousand people. Right. It. So right. Like, it's, it's,
4: a, it's it's not a
1: small part of town. Right. So yeah, I'm just trying to convey to our non-local <laughs> listeners like the size. Oh sure sure When they hear county They might just be like Well it's just a little thing Like no it's not a little thing It's a huge swath Of the St. Louis Metropolitan area So But anyway back to movies Yeah Um, Man before that Shameless plugs Don't forget we're available On (laughs) Apple Podcasts You can go there Rate, review, subscribe Uh, Be sure and subscribe So you never miss an episode And of course Check us out on Facebook Facebook.com Slash real spoilers While you're there Like the page Join the group Which is called The League of Show Sharers And you can also share A show in real life and then uh, if your privacy settings are configured accordingly, we will read your name. So people who were kind enough to share the episode during a global, global pandemic, that's pretty awesome. It's very nice it of you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, Ralph Tribble, Linnea Thunsell, uh, Tammy Sherman Powers, Carl Clarkson, Gabriel Lu- Lugo, Susan Carlson, Brent Smith, Tom Kamiski, Ron Johnson, Chris Williams, Griffin Fox Smith, Travis T. Witt, Timmy Tuzoons, Chris Sanders, Chris Magic Man, Julianne Jordan, Samuel Banks, uh, oh Dustin at, was, at, Is that a new one I believe I believe that is a new one So during A global pandemic Samuel Banks was like Live for the now i <laughs> the show shares uh, <laughs> Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming Aaron Marlow And Colby Mack So thank you very much uh, Gender neutral guys For <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sharing an episode We greatly appreciate it And of course our Patreon Patreon.com Slash real spoilers Where for five bucks a month You get all sorts of bonus content and you help out and that's nice. So anyway, uh everything that you
2: wanted to see is now coming out on Vudu. <laughs> what a cr- what a crazy thing this has become. I mean, they they pretty much said this is not going to happen, but it got so far that insiders at Warner Brothers said they were actually discussing the possibility of releasing Wonder Woman 84 on VOD. Like that's insane that that they would even consider it being that that's a billion dollar movie. It, yeah, I mean I guess they're probably like I think that means that
1: their sources are telling them that th- they there is no end in sight for when they're going to be able to reopen movie theaters and I think it also means that uh that there might there's probably a good possibility that they they will maybe even Phase in movie theater openings. This is just speculation on my part, but well, it's, that, that's all
4: we that's all we can do. I mean, what was yeah, the Was that, it was it May? Was that a May release? Wonder I, Woman. N- no, that was uh, uh when was it, was
2: it May? That seems too soon. I think maybe it, it, was, I think it was. I think it was. I
4: think it was because I think okay, I felt like Black Widow was April, yeah, and then Wonder Woman was May because it was supposed to be November of last year. I thought and then they, yeah. p- they well, push the other it back.
2: problem is too. like i'm on imdb and i'm looking at releases and i'm wondering like are things that have been pulled do they even have the old release dates now I don't oh even sure know if, if they've changed them. i'm gonna i'm tr- just trying to look up wonder woman manually to see if maybe they still have the old date slotted in there um earliest release date it says is june 5th okay
4: okay, so, okay. that yeah. makes
2: sense well And I
1: think their concern is probably also like, you know, what if these movie theaters open regionally, and now you can't do a national rollout? Yeah, it gives you it gives you it gives you two problems. One, you can't have a national rollout, so who knows how that plays out. But but two, you know, with a movie like Wonder Woman, with a movie like like Black Widow, like these huge movies that have these diehard fan bases, right? You might end up encouraging people from a still-infected area to travel oh, to no. an uninfected area so they can see the movie.
4: Yeah, that's I never thought about wow. that. Yeah, Man. it's just, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the $20 price point, which is what... So Universal released most of their stuff. They put out uh, The Invisible Man and The Hunt and Emma. Uh, Onward, I think, is available for it's a, It's available for purchase. purchase
1: now and then it hits uh Disney Plus on April 3rd I believe
4: I could I could see the the $20 price point being I mean even for me I was like that's a little steep that's uh for for movies that have been out in theaters already but I mean if it works and they and people are willing to th- I think the steep part for me
1: like cuz we looked at Invisible Woman we had seen it but we enjoyed it thought the kids would like it I in, our Invis- kids are Invisible Man Sorry, I keep calling invisible <laughs> woman because <laughs> it's about a woman. No, but, no, uh, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, but uh, um, our kids are teenagers, or as we call them now, quarantine teenagers. Yeah, um, no,
4: buddy, I feel sorry and, for you.
1: Oh, it's fine. I'd rather have this than little kids because, like, these are like he just sits on his Xbox all day. What do I care? Like, oh, it's, like my
4: know. world, I don't have an Xbox. Yeah.
1: Uh, but um, but it was twenty dollars. To rent, yeah. like if they had made yeah. that twenty dollars to own, I'd have been like, okay, you got me. But twenty dollars, so I have it access to it for twenty four hours, right? Like 48 That's yeah. forty. Okay, well, um, that's a steep hill to climb, you know, for I, me. Yeah, personally. I,
2: I totally get it. And the if if you've already seen it, it's one thing. But if you haven't seen it, right, four movie tickets for twenty dollars is nothing. So I mean, if that. you hadn't already seen it, I think you'd think that's that fair. was perfectly acceptable, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's the that's the thing. And they, since they're missing out on the first run box office of the theater, they've got to try to recoup because that movie was a movie that would have broken 100 million. So they've got to try to recoup that lost box office first before they just jump into here, own it. Otherwise, they're pretty much just, t- you know, skipping over it and going straight to, you know, home video, which people would buy anyway. So, yeah, I get it. And I get, I, I get your it side too. I get you know? it too. Yeah, like, but yeah. I just,
1: like I said, it's, it was just hard. It's just a tough pill to swallow. Twenty bucks to rent. Like, I sure. would even if they were like twenty bucks to rent, an additional five to own, something like that. Or if I knew they were going to maybe even circle back around and be like, hey, if you rented this, we're going to offer you a discount right. on owning it if you enjoy that's, it. That's what we've been
2: saying for a while. I think on the show, I I pitched the idea that. I think that if you go to see a movie in theaters, they should either give you a free copy to own or five or ten bucks to own on top of that. And it works the exact same way backwards. Like if you rent these, they should give you a ten dollar off coupon to buy it. Um, I think that if this becomes mainstream, they're going to have to start incentivizing, like, here's the here's the quote-unquote theater period, here's where you can rent it at home, and then look out in your inbox for a $10 off coupon when we release it to buy, or something like that, right? That's what they
4: do with digital yeah. comics. I mean, when you buy comic books today, uh, at least Marvel, they include the digital code inside the comic, so like if you want well, that's
2: what they do with blu-rays right yeah the sure, same concept. sure absolutely. like you know what i mean like you buy the physical copy you get a digital download that's why i think that these are going to have to emulate that same exact concept and i'm even fine like tom said you know throw a five or a ten on top of it because i get it like keep that experience of theater and you know rental window whatever and then buying it separate but definitely give a discount to people because now the lines are even more blurred people are saying just like tom's thinking which is perfectly right it's like I'm renting this VOD. Why would I not be able to just buy a VOD? You know, it's the same. I'm not getting a big screen or cushy seats or whatever. You know, I'm not getting that theatrical experience. So why would I be paying separately for the same medium that I'm renting it in? You know?
1: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when you talk when you talk about uh, um, the price point and how, like, it, you know, it, it, it works out to be not as much money. I mean, I guess you also have to figure out, though, too, that the movie theaters aren't getting their cut.
4: They're not. Right. So this, right. this is a big, so, big deal for them too. You know, I I could see this shutting down a lot of if if this is the way they're going to go when things start to reopen and they keep doing the this rental thing, is these smaller theaters are going to get I mean shut down.
1: I don't think you'll see movie theaters ever go away. No, but I I do think that when this is all said and done, you're gonna you might see fewer movie theaters and that it'll be more of of a special occasion. It won't be as much like, let's go see a movie on Friday. It'll be more like, well, this one's worth seeing in a theater or it's our anniversary. Let's go out for a
4: date. It's isn't that, I don't, isn't that what Spielberg kind of predicted? Like, wasn't that a thing where Spielberg kind of said, he's like, there's going to come a time when going to the movies is going to be like going to the theater. Like, and I mean like the, like a, you know, like the Fox theater, like, like going to see a play. Oh, right. The, theater. the th- yes exactly. Sorry. <laughs> I, d- I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs>
1: I uh I boy I find it difficult to, to believe it would ever get quite to that point, but um but yeah, I I do think that you're going to see um you're going to see fewer theaters and I think it's going to be you know, it it's going to be rough for them, but it's going to be rough for a lot of companies yeah. for yeah, uh, for a while. I mean, I, I you know, my day job as I've mentioned on here before is concert promotion what do i do now you know what i mean like if this goes on for very long like when when public gatherings are essentially outlawed or you know if they're not outlawed you know there's a huge swath of the public that thinks they're a death sentence right i mean uh, you know
2: try selling a ticket in that environment
4: (sighs) yeah yeah it's
2: it's it's really unfortunate like you said for a lot of businesses we focus on the movie stuff because we're a movie podcast but right like you said we've all got our day jobs we all have real life that we go back to and we're seeing friends and family saying that their people are out of jobs and they're trying to figure out how to pay the bills so i mean our hearts go out to everybody that's struggling with this it is not a movie centric issue here but uh, in this industry at least theaters are going to be hurt and i can see a lot of small mom and pop type Theaters shutting down because you're talking about a few months uh, at the minimum, probably, that before things get even like to resembling normal and that's a few months without rent without income without you know paying all the stuff they have to pay still even though there's not people there um that's not sustainable for small theaters no and think think about the big theaters though too if 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 this takes off and all this video on demand stuff starts becoming the norm and theaters do become an event because i thought the same thing joe i thought wow being going to the theater might be a niche now but how is that even sustainable? They're going to have to do, like, a ton of more Fathom live event type things, like specialty things to fill in the gaps, like stuff you can't see on VOD. Because otherwise, you've got this, these huge buildings and all these screens, and you can't just open a theater for Avengers, you know? Like, that's
4: not sustainable. No, it's, it's not. And I think the, the big theaters, like, obviously here is Marcus, AMC, uh, I think they will be okay.
2: I don't even. I wouldn't even put Marcus in the safe category. Do not think a so? Big
4: small chain.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, their theaters have twenty auditoriums and in fourteen auditoriums. And what the heck do you do if people aren't going to the movies? What you, that's a lot of space to fill.
4: Yeah, that's true. I, I, yeah. I guess I was more. But you're not wrong. I guess I was thinking more of like the the boutique theaters, uh, you know, here in town. Like there's we've got like four or five like within like the city limits that are smaller play like more independent stuff in smaller theaters and i don't know if they're gonna make it you know like we we have alamo draft house coming into st louis uh this fall i think yeah but now you gotta asterisk put, yeah right <laughs> yeah, now you gotta no kidding. you gotta <laughs> yeah, ask yourself
1: true. do we yeah
4: yeah, but what I mean, a
2: time to open a theater. I mean, what if you had just opened a brand new theater? Even, I mean, I'm sure it happens, and I'm sure a lot of chains have theater openings. But like, what if you had just set out on your dream of opening your own movie theater at the beginning of this year? I it's yeah. three
4: three months in. and I feel bad for the people that thought the 2020 was their year. Like, you yeah. know, that's they just yeah. It's been one thing after another, and and now there there's real. We don't we don't know when this is going to end. You know, like when, when things are going to go to go back to quote unquote normal. So, I mean, it could be a month. It could be two months. I mean, they have pretty much canceled all sporting events. It's weird that wrestling, here's your wrestling corner. uh, It hasn't canceled anything. They're putting on shows in empty arenas, which is just very odd anyway. Like you don't realize how much that crowd is needed Totally. Uh, to to, oh, to work that show it, yeah that's true yeah uh <laughs> but i mean like they you know wrestlemania is n- two weekends away and i'm pretty
2: excited that they said they're gonna film wrestlemania in an arena that's empty two two nights
4: they're gonna fi- so they're, they're gonna do it so they're gonna tape everything they're taping everything this wednesday and thursday uh mm-hmm. and then they're gonna play it. i i don't know how this is gonna work this is come this is so weird uh but
2: Joe, remember the Oscars without a host and how it was like the biggest ratings or sense what or bigger than before when there was no host. Like, yeah. I can imagine that people their curiosity to see a WrestleMania in an empty arena. Like, like I mean, I've got the network, but I don't even hardly watch it. But you bet your ass, I'm going to be watching to see what this thing <laughs> go, looks like. <laughs> go,
4: go, watch if you can. I don't know where, probably in like the the not the hidden gems, but like the in ring part. Mm-hmm. There was during rest during the Super Bowl. In, like, 1999, they, The Rock and Mick Foley did an empty arena match.
2: Yes, yeah, where he's throwing them in the chairs it's and It's the
4: weirdest. It's so weird. And, and now it's you're going to get super in, weird. an entire event like this, a two-day event. I'm
2: I'm pretty excited. Um, Now, to play devil's advocate uh, on the weirdness of it, I'm going to speak for Jeremy Housewright, who, of course, is a writer for VSTL.com and a friend of the show. And he says that – no, what's the new one? Uh, AEW. He said that their show was good with no people. Now, is that just him or what was your opinion on it? No,
4: they they put on a good show. Like that's – they they are a different – it's a different company and they just have a different – like their their matches are different and their personalities are different, so mm-hmm. um, they they somehow figured out how to make that work and okay. still like put on a good show. Because like they they would throw like uh, in the in the the guy that owns that company, I think also owns like a couple buildings, so they can go to those buildings and they're, they're smaller venues. And they kind of, you know, they did one thing where they had the the good guys on one side of the of the arena and the bad guys on the other. And they were kind of doing a cheering, you know, back and forth kind of thing. So you had <laughs> like a semblance of a crowd where WWE was like, we have a performance center in Florida. We'll just do it there, I guess.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess the alternative is for, for Vince. He's looking at it like, well, we could make no money. We could have no new signups and we could have people canceling our subscriptions or we could just do it. So. Well, he still has TV contracts.
4: That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, and you could do a clip show. You know, like you could, in theory, you could put together like a best of something. But you can
1: only get away with that for so long.
4: You are right. You are right. And this
1: isn't this isn't like going to be a week. This is going to be months.
4: Yeah, this is going to be a long yeah. a long time. So it'll be interesting to see. Like an April fifth and sixth is gonna is when that's going to be. So it'll be a it'll be weird. I feel bad for the guys that like this was their moment. You know, like the sure. there's a guy, Drew McIntyre, who's got a very cool story where he was brought into the company and he was like the next big thing. And then he kind of fell apart and they fired him. Uh, and then he, kinda, he had to regroup and get himself back together, not at the company. And now he's back uh, and he wins the Royal Rumble. He's going to the main event. And now he has to have this match without a crowd.
1: Yeah. So it's just like it's going to be weird. It's
4: going to be weird.
2: So the movies that did come out on VOD, we talked about them in the league. So if you're in there, you've probably seen some of these, but uh, Universal put all their first run stuff that was just in the theater on VOD this weekend. That's the $20 rental that Tom mentioned. Um, And so that was Emma, that was The Hunt, and that was The Invisible Man and then we had this surprise outlier you know as disney's stock is dipping and you know i mean it's it's going way down from where it was six months ago even uh and they're they're sending all their people home anyone in the international programs at disney world and all that since those are closed they send them back to their country all the college programs are canceled for the year all this bad press and disney then keeps like dropping hey here's frozen 2 on yeah here's rise of skywalker Yeah. And then, yeah, here's Rise of Skywalker a week early. And then out of nowhere, with no previous announcements to this, Disney Pixar's Onward, which was like in week three, they're like, yeah, we're going to drop it today or tomorrow, which was Thursday night. We're going to drop it on Friday to own. So Disney made a play, which I mean, hats off to them. I bought it. I went ahead and just did it because... You know, we talked about on the show, my family loved Onward. Uh, you know, I I me, my son, my mom, and Katie, my wife, we all went to go see it. And Owen, we snuck him in for free. So you know. <laughs> baby didn't have to have a ticket. Bold, taken. bold so, move, bold move. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but we loved the movie and so we saw that it was available to own. And yeah, I know it's coming out on Disney Plus, but whatever. I had Fandango gift cards already, and I'm like, you know what, we loved this movie. Uh, you know, we'll get all the behind-the-scenes stuff when it comes out eventually, and you know, we want to watch it now. We're all stuck at home, so nineteen ninety-nine to own in four K, which is a which is another boost because usually four K movies are like twenty-five. Yeah. So Disney went ahead and is just like all formats, all qualities, twenty dollars, and they really one upped the Universal people because they basically just said screw you. They came out at the same time as those Universals. And they let you own it, so I think that was a really smart move on their part, and especially with all the kids stuck at home that have been stuck at home, to release that type of movie. Uh, Well played. Yeah, I
1: I think too that like the box office on that thing was so bad when you know when it was what what was it like twelve million dollars in its second week or something, and I, I think they know that like regardless they're gonna make more money doing it this way there's no there's no saving the theatrical box office on that film so you yeah. might as well get people to be like yeah i'll grab it right now i mean it's I, it was a, a smart play but on paper it makes a lot of sense i think it makes yeah, sense no. too
4: like since we talk about how universal kind of did the the 20 bucks to rent disney can do that right like they they have their own streaming service where they can say yeah you can buy it right now for 20 bucks in 4k or you can wait till april 3rd it's up to like we don't care you know we, we've we got your money either way so uh, like do, does universal have a streaming service on the horizon like are yeah, they, nbc the oh the yeah, VR, yeah, so yeah 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 that, that. That, that's that's so that's peacock right yeah
2: and that's I, the thing didn't they buy is that the one that bought friends for three billion dollars or whatever crazy amount well, how, they did? how
4: would nbc buy their own show
1: because so TV shows aren't typically made, produced by the networks. They're produced by pr- production companies. So even though it might have oh, aired on NBC, wasn't necessarily owned by NBC. Um, so uh, um, it used to be the networks produced their own content. And then similar to vertical integration, they had to stop doing that where they could only produce a certain percentage because... Um, It basically incentivized them to never use a production house because they would get to keep everything, own everything. And and uh, and that's why you've seen some lawsuits that get really convoluted. Like there was a big one with uh, with Bones, uh, the TV show Bones. Yeah. And and uh, where and I think the X-Files ran into a suit like this, too, to where that those were, I think and i'm doing this off the top of my head so i might have the details a little fuzzy but like they were network produced and then the network basically sold them off to another network for syndication that they owned and the cast was making the argument of like you gave yourself a sweetheart deal and if you ah. had put this out for bid we would have made more money and mm. we get a we get a cut of that so you cost us a lot of money by selling it you know to to fx instead of just putting out to bid or whatever and so sure. um so like that's but that's why you'll see a situation where you know and it's also why shows uh, can move networks sometimes right like because if they're produced by the by the network then they're not incentivized to hand that off to another to another network to continue. Mm-hmm. Where if it's oh, produced right, by a production right. house and then and then uh, and then the network says, I don't want to I don't need any more of these, then they can turn around and be like anybody else want it, which is why <laughs> which is why, you know, and you've seen this throughout the years. I mean there's there's uh, there's many shows that aired on multiple networks that people don't even realize. Leave it to Beaver change networks and uh, get smart change networks I think um, we're
4: seeing that now with Netflix right Like Lucifer jumped to Netflix And uh, you right like that was a
1: That was you know. a lifetime show That nobody cared about and then it hit Netflix and people fell in love with it And then and Netflix so, was like we'll do another at, season Yeah and lifetime I believe it cancelled it and it did so Well on Netflix that Netflix like Put it back into production and, and, and Owns it now but um, But yeah so I mean uh, if you know But that's also why when HBO bails on a show You don't nobody can save it because hbo is producing all that and owns it outright and so there were a lot of people that wanted more carnival for instance Uh, and that and hbo didn't see the value in it i always thought they should have at least continued it as a novel because it would have really lent itself to that and the story was really ramping up when they pulled the plug but um. But they but well, that was Deadwood.
4: Dead Deadwood did the same thing. Deadwood. Yeah. And then they came in. It was like, you know what? I guess we'll finish this. And give it. A, yeah. Give, fu- it a, give it. Give it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I think the passion for it stayed in place for so long that they had to cave, but uh, not had to. But they saw the value. Yeah. Um, Carnival. Not so much.
4: And that was and s- I, I, I think the Deadwood was coming out with like coincided with the release of HBO Go. I oh, did it? I think okay. so. Like, like that was, I thought that of, like, had been around draw. for a while. Yeah. I think. I could be wrong, but I think that's right.
2: So, like, recently uh, you saw Futurama moved from Fox to Comedy Central. Uh, you got um, Community moved, right, Tom? Didn't that go to Yahoo or something from Network?
4: It did get a season on Yahoo.
2: Community was on NBC, and then... Yeah when they finally pulled the plug
1: yahoo picked it up in an attempt to launch their streaming platform which did not work um which then put community in a weird spot because um that that final season was uh, technically owned by someone else i believe and so it made it hard to like package it back up but it's it's hitting netflix uh in april i believe finally the all all i think there's six seasons five seasons oh cool so um and it, uh, and even the Yahoo seasons will live on Netflix which is probably exciting because I bet I my guess would be v- hardly anybody saw that sixth and final season on on Yahoo because <laughs> nobody saw it. There was also a show on Yahoo that I didn't get a chance to watch but people loved totally blanking on the name of it but it was set in space it was from Paul Feig, Joel Hodgson was on oh. it. Oh. Um, uh and it was kind of I know they were talking about doing a, a thing that's like the Office in space, but this was kind of like that, but it was on Yahoo, so nobody ever heard
2: of it. Pigs in space,
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that I mean, uh, Arrest Development did that. Yeah, they that, jumped to that, Netflix. That, that's a Netflix show now. <laughs> yeah, um, and
2: then uh, the most recently, Brooklyn Nine Nine.
4: Oh yeah, for sure. It's yeah, it, so. It, do you think that it, when N- like NBC picking up Brooklyn Nine Nine? Do you think that they? I guess they see the value in it. And I just wonder how often does it happen where the series gets a legitimate second life? Like, I feel like Leave it to Beaver or whatever else there was, like, got a second life on that other channel?
2: I You know, I think the thing is that there's so much content out there and networks are having their stuff being pulled away by streaming because NBC doesn't have Peacock yet. And so that's what they're trying to do. Is when they when they're ramping up all this stuff, they're saying, "Okay, yeah, we'll get Brooklyn Nine Nine, and then those episodes, <clears throat> pardon me, can live on Peacock. Oh, so like, sure, there's more sure. content for their streaming. And they saw the outcrying of support from celebrities and all the people that have celebrities as followers. And they saw how much people love Brooklyn Nine Nine. And NBC had a gap in their programming, and they say, "Yeah, we're going to get this for streaming later to build our network. And look at all these people that we have." they can come over because right now because streaming services are killing it these networks I think are their numbers are in the toilet which means they're not selling ads which is how they stay in business.
4: What's well, I mean Fox paid Vince McMahon a boatload of cash to have the rights for Smackdown and for other stuff, yeah. you know, cuz the like you said the the companies are Struggling for live content, like original content that goes on live, sporting events, like anything they can do to get eyeballs on advertisers. You know, I mean, the amount of money that they paid Vince McMahon to show SmackDown on a Friday night is insane. But it's like,
2: think on a Friday night, how many people do you think are sitting around watching network TV? Well, right now, all of them. (laughs) Well, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know about network TV, but that's the thing. If you're watching stuff on a Friday night, you might be watching Netflix, or now you're renting movies, which they obviously didn't predict. But... I mean network t v is not usually an event that's why usually they don't put new stuff on the weekends uh you know or like because people are out doing stuff, but they know wrestling has such a huge audience that they'll get people to watch it and that was a really smart move, I think because I mean I don't know how their ratings and numbers are doing, but I can't imagine that i think they
4: i think they've what i if i remember it's between like a one point five and a two
2: that's pretty big for
4: i mean for a friday you know, night yeah yeah that's that's usually their Raw usually does about the same and then NXT is in like the, the six digits. Yeah. So, you know, and all of that's on, I mean, raw and NXT are on USA and then SmackDown's on Fox. I wouldn't be surprised if they sell the rights to like WrestleMania, like the real WrestleMania. I say real, but you you know what I mean? Um, Mm. To treat it like a Super Bowl, and let Fox do the Fox sports thing and treat it like a massive event and see if they can turn it into something, you know, uh, yeah. That people still want to check out
2: as of last year, I guess this is pretty soon after Smackdown went into effect but uh they it it was drawing almost four million people when it first started, oh yeah, and then it looked and it looks like it went down to three million uh so I mean that was doing huge numbers now i mean maybe it's now consistently doing between that one and two but those are big numbers especially again for a friday night when it's like that's that's activity night people are going out doing stuff and they got everybody that now to make it an event like okay smackdown's on friday so why would we pay to go do whatever you know this is gonna be our night to stay home and watch tv
4: raw in like 98 was doing five and sixes
2: yeah. Like that it, that it, was a crazy it, it, time when it, wrestling was like the peak
4: of entertainment. <laughs>
1: but you also had fewer entertainment choices. I mean, everything was yeah. doing bigger numbers back oh, then. Oh, yeah, what yeah, it, yeah. When friends it takes pulling to be in
4: like a a 500 or whatever, you know.
1: Yeah, like it's it to compare the ratings like that are just it's pointless. Especially if you ever go back and look at ratings for shows from like the 70s and 80s before sure. the the rise of cable. I mean, there there were shows that were, you know, couldn't make it past two episodes that today Would be on the cover of every Magazine
2: if we still had those <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean <laughs> Yeah it's a crazy world I mean everything is just so different so I mean I wonder how what many we're... I'm I'm wondering how many people um, Are Renting their
1: first Video via streaming This week oh my oh, Gosh I bet you, a lot I bet You there are so many people that have never Tried it before that are like, okay, I'm trapped, what, what now?
2: Oh, this I, has to be a huge opportunity for the likes of Voodoo and Movies Anywhere and all these different <laughs> companies that are streaming. It's not only getting them in, but people are seeing the convenience of it, and they're, they're gonna, people that are already using it are going to be using it more. New people are going to adopt it. And like you said earlier, once they see how easy and convenient it is, I can't imagine a lot of people are going to want to go back. No. You know
1: I was in a in a, a Facebook group for the other podcast that I have, which is interesting sometimes because you know in the in the real spoilers world you know that fan fan base if that 's not too egotistical to say those listeners <laughs> uh, they 've self selected right like they know a lot about movies and pop culture and streaming and how to access things and so in the clip out one not so much and somebody posted the other day uh yesterday about voodoo and there was a lady that like had no clue what it was at all no idea and and so then the the other lady was trying to explain it to her and she didn't even grasp the concept of that it was a free service that like you paid for the things you wanted i know they have some free shows but that's not a carte, if you will yeah and that she thought like she would have to pay a monthly fee to access voodoo and so like i was like oh no voodoo's great and like they have tons of good sales if you watch their deal page and but like no you you don't pay anything you just go in and pick what you want and, and you pay for it and and that, like was blowing her mind, and which is
4: so, it's just so weird because that was what we did, right? Like the, in the you'd go to Blockbuster, you'd pick, you'd walk around the movie the the store, you'd pick out your movie, you go to the front counter, you'd pay to rent it. Like it's it's the exact same concept, except you're just not going to a store,
2: right? It's like the exact same concept, but everything that you hated is gone. It,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I and, I, I thought people and, liked me. That's. Uh, well, <laughs> well maybe uh, not That's true,
2: yeah. no I, I said it the other day I, I always say it online when we're talking about video stores I, I miss that experience it's like of course just like with anything I don't miss all the bad parts I don't miss late fees I don't miss having to go out in the 10 degree weather to go return a video or to rent a video like I don't miss all that bad part but going into the the video store and discussing with the Joes of the world. You know, I never went to Joe's video store, but there were plenty of of really knowledgeable movie lovers that would work there, and I'd talk to them about movies I liked. They'd recommend stuff I'd never heard of, and of course, we have that on the internet, and you can read forums, but it's not the same as that in your face, like in front looking at the boxes and them showing you stuff. And it's a, it's definitely a missed, like a, a communal experience. It really well, is. But you yeah. also,
1: but you also have all the selection in the world now, right? Like, I mean, right, oh, right. It's <laughs> almost all available where, before you were at the mercy of what that store decided to keep you know and that's the
2: bad part i remember i mean i remember going to blockbuster and sitting maybe not sitting standing next to that video slot watching it because when a new (laughs) release came out a store would get three or four videos sometimes if you were lucky and you would have to wait for someone to return it instead of just going home or hunting around town you'd sometimes stand there and a video would plop in through that slot and you'd have them check it like is that it is that it (laughs) It, but oh, beyond man. the
1: new, but beyond the new releases, yeah, Joe's like he's breaking out into yeah because he's like, oh, like, you were
4: one of those. Oh my god, <laughs> like it was. Can you can you check the Dropbox? I just did. Yeah, but I thought I heard something drop in there. Can you go look? Yeah, sure. It's not like I have a million other things I have to do. I will go look for your copy of uh, Titanic on VHS. Oh, well, either you one of them are rewound. Now you have to wait till I rewind them both.
1: Well, you should have been able to know if the Titanic one dropped because it's so much heavier. Because it was yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh no, that's clearly the sound of one VHS tape dropping, (laughs) not two. But uh, but you know, beyond waiting for the new releases, like there's also like the catalog stuff that would be difficult to find for certain movies. You know, that's why that's why
2: you got Netflix. Netflix was invented to find stuff that you could not find. I mean, not only was it convenient, it came to your house, but remember Netflix had warehouses upon warehouses of old movies, stuff that video stores would never carry, weird stuff, international stuff. Like, Netflix made that like their sole business model of convenience and selection. And, uh, and, you know, and then Blockbuster, I mean, to be fair to give them credit, Blockbuster did that thing where you could then get them in the mail and trade them in the store. I did that almost the entire time. It was an option. It was great. If they
4: would have stuck with that. I think they would still be around like that's it's a genius. That's, it's a, it's a very, it's a genius move and they somehow found a way to muck it up. Like they just kept yeah. futzing with it, like that's what they just kept they they just couldn't be happy with the way it was working because not only are you getting them with the with the mailers but then you're getting them to come into the store, get yes. a movie but the and just like a movie theater, the key was to get them to buy a soda or some candy or popcorn. Those like, combos, $5 for deal. a
2: popcorn, two sodas, a candy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I remember all that stuff. And and yeah, that really is a shame because that was one of my favorite things. I could get the selection and I could I could watch them that day, turn around, get a free rental exchange, and then my next movie would get sent in the mail. And um, yeah, and you'd always, you know, I could rent a game while I was there. I could buy a pre-owned thing while I was there. Yeah. Um, but, and then also, didn't they not buy Redbox or not buy Netflix? Netflix. What? Netflix because Netflix. it wasn't going to work blockbuster didn't buy netflix and now yeah. look at it being the like number one multimedia company in the world <laughs> right
4: making their own movies
2: um, well i yeah. i will
1: say that like while i love having the selection that vo- things like voodoo and amazon prime offer and i don't want to give them up i will say part of me misses that joy of discovery when you've been looking for something and you finally find it. Yeah. You know, like, you, yeah, you don't get that anymore. Like, I mean, you don't get it in anything, you know, and, and, and I know it's a, it's a first world complaint. But like, you know, like even going to the comic book store, right, when you're looking for a certain issue and you've been hunting, trying to fill in gaps and you find and you finally find it. It's like it, it's there's just like a sensation of that that was just very gratifying. And now it's like, well, you just go on eBay and you buy it. and You're done.
4: Right, and it's yeah. the, the it's it's the comic book version. Like you just like you said, like flipping through a long box bin, and you happen to find that one issue that completes the run,
1: and maybe not even worth anything. It's no. just you've you you've you know you've got a six hundred issue run of Batman, and you're missing two issues in the three hundreds, and right. there's one for you know for four bucks. It's and you're just like yes, now there, it's complete. Whereas now you just you just it's, go on eBay.
2: Yeah, it, I mean it's fun, and I and I get that. But you would never ch- trade all the benefits in the world for that because no one has exactly. the time for that. It's you know, it's 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 like yeah, this that may have been fun to do, but then also remember how much gas and how much time and how much driving and how, oh, much, sure? disappoint, how much disappointment there was. So right. you're only getting that high because of all the lows. But now. Totally. I think I think all the joy that we get by saving time and money, even if you're not getting that that rush instantly, but in the back of your head, you're saving so much time and money that you're really happier with this method, right? I, You know, I will say, though, it makes
1: collecting less fun. Like, it makes me less yeah. likely to want to collect things because I'm yeah. like, well, they're all out there if I really want them, and now yeah. I don't.
4: If I go to mycomicshop.com and I just happen to, you know, search Batman... 542 well there it is and it's right like that's.
2: i i agree yeah i don't i don't collect things anymore i'm done with it like i've gone to digital i i i I just looked at my voodoo i'm up to 599 movies owned on there i don't know what your number's at tom if you even looked recently i haven't i'll have to go Uh, look yeah you have to look but so i'm up to almost 600 and, and that means that sure i bought physical stuff and a lot of them came with codes But I've almost solely transitioned into just buying digital. The thing is, as you get older, you know, you want to declutter, you want to get rid of stuff. You know, as you have a, as your family grows, your space around you closes in. And now I've got less shelves, less, you know, new movies taking up space. And, and, you know, there's, you get them earlier, you get them two weeks earlier on Voodoo there's so many benefits to it and you know and and a lot of times they're on sale like because there's no middleman because uh they don't the movie studio does not have to pay target or does not have to pay best buy or whatever retailer you're buying from uh they can cut the price down they can do new releases at like 10 bucks sometimes uh to own uh you know very early on and you know voodoo maybe takes a small percentage but it's not whatever the markup was of the retailer and, uh, you know, so it's like win-win, you get them early, they don't take up space, and I don't know, it's just the collecting he, for me is is kind of just dwindled out. So here's the and issue real, I have with that. Just is, real quick,
1: because Kevin, yeah. hang on, because Kevin asked before we get too far oh. field from that. I have uh, 578 uh, oh. movies. And, Catching up. I, and then I have, but I have 35 TV
2: series. Okay, I have 19 TV, so we're we're about even. We're neck and neck Sick. if, Yeah.
4: So, okay, so I still buy physical media, only, be like, but for, you know, like, Scream Factory and Shout Factory, uh, like, those catered uh, companies. Mm-hmm. I, curated. I, curated, yeah, curated companies, where it's just, like, because I, if they, if they would give you all of the stuff that comes on, like, because those guys do some insane work on those special editions. Did you pre-order um, The Wizard? Uh, I did <laughs> next week. Blu-ray. Yes, I'm pretty excited, but like on the, I, I go to the, um, the escape from New York shout factory version. They've got, um, no, I'm sorry. They live, they've got an audio commentary with Roddy Piper and John Carpenter. So they've got like all of these different options. Like it's, it's very, uh, if, if you love the movie, they have all kinds of stuff for you. And I think if, and that isn't available digitally. Like those versions, mm-hmm. those Shout Factory or Scream Factory, Arrow, uh, Vinegar Syndrome, all those guys, they don't put their stuff on digital. Like they're they're curated to the 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 collector. So those are the ones that I still buy. You know, if it's Avengers or whatever, I don't. I usually don't buy it. Like I just wait till it's streaming and then I watch it. But those other ones I still buy. Like I just bought Nighthawks because that's a thing that <laughs> I, I own really- now. Um,
1: I saw that and I was like, I was like, I I was I was real close to pulling the trigger on night. It's g-
4: man, it's so good. Like I I vaguely remember. I remember the last scene of that. It's the only scene of that movie I remember. Oh sure, he's, when they're in the
1: the sky cab thing
4: or whatever. Oh it is. no, when Schwarzenegger's in a wig or not Schwarzenegger, when Stallone's wearing the wig and like turns oh, I around Rutger, that. on Rutger Hauer. Oh yeah. That's okay. the last thing I remember about. It's the only thing I remember. I remembered about that movie, but it is. That's
2: not Lady Hawk.
4: No, <laughs> no. Seriously, Kevin, go find it. I've never. It's great. Heard, I've
2: never heard of this movie.
4: It's uh, Rutger Hauer, Sylvester Stallone, Billy D. Williams, uh, and it's
1: it's like a down and dirty cop movie from like very, yes. the late seventies, seventy 79, 80, I, Something. I like think that. it's the
4: early eighties.
2: Okay. Yeah.
4: But yeah, interesting.
2: That's funny yeah. that Rudger Hauer's in Lady Hawk and he's in Nighthawks.
4: Well, he had a he had a thing you know? for hawks. Yeah, for hawks. <laughs> All right, he was, uh... was going to be the coach in the Mighty Ducks, but then he, they said no. He they went for that Lane Smith role, but he said,
2: no. "Well, they were going to be the Mighty Hawks, and then they no, changed they, it on him." They and...
4: play the Hawks, remember. <laughs> He was going to be the coach for the bad guys. Oh no way! He was no, going to be I mean, like no, a no, no, oh. no. I made
2: that up. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like an Ivan Drago type uh, enemy for the Mighty Ducks.
1: Oh
4: no oh, no 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 no!
1: Did you ever uh, see Wanted Dead or Alive? I don't. The, think it's so. a Rutger Hauer uh, movie.
4: Maybe no. I think it
1: is. Oh, uh, that was. A, I mean, the movie's like eh, but the last scene in the movie so good,
2: so so good. interesting. Well,
1: add
4: it okay. to the list. Yeah.
1: Well,
2: so it's weird out there. Everything's weird. And (laughs) we know that everyone's experiencing stuff and and movies, for the most part, we know are not like people don't think of movies as a necessity or maybe people aren't as hardcore about them as we are. But you also have to realize that the industry is a 15 billion dollar a year industry. And so when we're When we're letting movies just pass us by and not be released and we're not going to the theater anymore, it may not mean a lot to us. But just like you're saying, oh, my gosh, my friends and family are losing jobs at the the retailer they work at or, or the small mom and pop store. These movie theaters, a lot of them are small businesses. And uh, they they at first, I think I mentioned it last week, but they predicted that like a couple months ago, the movie industry might lose $5 billion. Now they're saying it might lose $20 billion. And uh, reported by Variety just yesterday, uh, I guess it's the head of the National Association of Theater Owners, he said that if Congress doesn't pass this trillion-dollar rescue bill and they're not a part of it, that uh, he says in quotes, the situation is dire overnight. We went from an industry that makes 15 billion a year, 11 billion in ticket sales and 4 billion in concessions. That's how much those are worth to one. That's not going to make a penny for three or four months. And they're basically saying that they're, they think that the industry is just going to implode if they don't get some kind of bailout.
4: What, where does that, where does that line stop though? You know, like I, I hear them, I get it. But like, where does the bailout line stop? Because it's mean, that, yeah, that, yeah. kind of the, one of the situations we got ourselves into in 2008, you know, and we're still paying it, for it.
2: It's hard to say. I mean, how much is it worth? You know, I mean, that's, like you that's said, a high question. Yeah. Who selects what industries? Because like I just said, some people might be like, oh, movies, like I don't go to the movies anyway. It's weird. I think we're the weird ones. We're the anomalies that go every week because a lot of people go to the movies three or four times a year. And that's that may be heavy. For some I think people. We're, I
4: think we're the anomalies now. I don't think we uh, you, you you roll this thing back what 15 years. I don't I think that I think that number of people that went to the theater my my grandparents went to the theater every week.
2: Well, what, and, and you know? that's kind of like TV ratings like Tom said. I mean, yeah, the times have changed certainly because of all the the access we have. But still, I I think I think a, every, once a week is heavy for most people. I'm not saying there Absolutely. of course there are outliers, but you know, that's that's a lot of times. But anyway, my point but, is You know, we think of it as a normal thing, but a lot of people are just like, ah, whatever, the theater's closed. I didn't go anyway. I'll wait for him to come out on video like I always did, and I'll watch all my movies or my shows on Netflix and all that. But, you know to these people to the theater owners to the everyone part of the National Theater Association to their employees like this is their livelihood so it's hard because you don't want to ever discount anyone and i know we're thinking about them but a lot of other people are probably just like movie theaters that's not sure. essential but but sure. again how do you decide i mean one it's their livelihood and 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 two Think about uh, how important the arts are and entertainment to keeping you sane in these times. Like, if we're all quarantined and didn't have anything to watch, like, I know some people would be, like, outraged at having to read a book. Like, look at all the access we have to media, yeah. multimedia.
1: Well, and even with books, like, at least now, it, in a in a quarantine previously, 10 years ago, you'd have been – it's whatever books you have. Yeah, no right? kidding.
4: Now you, now you hop on your Kindle or your your iPad and – you go to Amazon. You can get whatever you've got book you a want. Plethora of digital stuff to read.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's becoming so commonplace that now Joe can even use words like plethora. It's <laughs> see, it's paying off. <laughs> it's it, we're reaping
2: <laughs> dividends from the even, rise of Kindles. We haven't even touched upon. Pardon me. We haven't even touched upon the other industries, though. But like the ones that are close to us, bookstores and comic book stores. I mean, yeah, comic yeah. book it's, stores were struggling before. I can't imagine that many do still open. It,
1: here's the thing for your local comic book store. If you're a comic book guy, like a lot of us are that listen to this and you know, your comic book store can ship to you. Yeah. And, and there's a, a lot, lot of, of them, them, them that
4: are,
1: and I get mine shipped and have for years. But if you, and if you're spending enough and I, at most stores, I, I don't they don't even charge it for shipping. Like it's, it's gotten cheap enough that they'll, I mean, they'll maybe they'll do a once a, once a month shipment, but they'll right. still ship them to you. So, um, reach out to your local comic book store and ask about shipping options. I'm sure they will be very excited that you did, and you know, and ask if you, hey, can I just have all my books shipped once a month, and then that way they can still provide you those things. You know,
4: the 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 shop one of the local shops here was actually doing a delivery service where they would deliver uh, your weekly pull to you uh, at your house, and I was like, that's I got to tell you, that's wow. pretty brilliant.
2: Yeah, cruise around town. They yeah. rent a, uh, Why and not? they buy buy a, one of those Ford, you know, boxy trucks or whatever. Fill it up with comic books and just go, you know, place to place. Yeah. Set up, and get, get up your get ma- yourself map a, quest. Get yourself
4: and... a square and let yeah. them swipe their card. You know, it's the the one the shop that actually I'm I'm switching to because my other shop is closing. Mm. Um, I don't th- is one of the older shops in the city, and they like their their draw is they have a ridiculous back issue selection. Right. So you can do, you know, even if you're not a weekly reader and you're still a collector, you can walk back, you know, walk through there and find. I mean, there's Silver Age stuff, gold, not even Golden Age, maybe some Golden Age, but like Silver and Modern, they've got all kinds of stuff. So, do they have Patina like, Age? Uh, I don't know. You should. You, I'll give you their number. You should call and ask. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> but like that's they they have more than just um, current books, which is always you know kind of a big draw for collectors.
1: Yeah, well, I guess uh, since we don't have a box office report, we don't really have an r- official way to wrap this up like we normally do. So I'm just gonna. Like, so this call is the it. first
2: time I haven't is had it, my abacus yeah. at the ready. That is true. Well, you have your abacus at the ready. There's just nothing to count. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, at least you know what. There's uh, Thursday box office numbers. <laughs> There's is there, nothing is to, there ab- really? co- <laughs> to Do it, Tom. <laughs> Introduce it. We have to put this, okay. Put do this. Okay, Kevin has his abacus at the ready, Kevin. I do, Tom. And before they shut everything down, our last box office numbers, maybe ever, probably not, but the (laughs) last ones we have for now Onward made $33,000. The Invisible Man. Yeah, The Invisible Man made $21,800. Bloodshot made eighteen five. We didn't even mention Bloodshot's out Tuesday, so when you're listening God. to this, it will be coming out. Uh, I don't. They, I don't know if they said to own or not yet. Um, I still believe made fifteen seven. Thou- these are in thousands. Uh, Call of the Wild made fourteen six. Uh, the Hunt <laughs> made thirteen thousand before it hit VOD. Sonic the Hedgehog, which comes out in a couple weeks, made nine thousand. The Way Back made 6000 also coming out on VOD soon, Bad Boys for Life which is also getting early VOD, I mean because this is what they're doing now. 5600 in, in day 60 on day 63. And uh rounding out the top 10 is Fantasy Island with another 4700 <laughs> in week 30, or and day 35. Oof, man. Uh-oh. You got to say your closing that's... line. So,
4: and that's the box office.
1: Thank you. <laughs> so, well I guess that's it for this one. We will go around the virtual table and everyone can say where to find them.
4: This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21.
2: This is Kevin. That's pretty
4: much the only place you can find us
2: now. Find us (laughs) online, right? Find me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can find
1: me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Be sure and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts And check out our Patreon at patreon.com Slash real spoilers so coming up on the next episode We will have a co-video recovery Uh, (laughs) So good I
4: think we're going to be doing Uh, a bunch of these for a while
1: Yes so get used to these The zero percent project continues We will tackle the Andy Kaufman Not a classic
4: (laughs) heart beeps Until then (laughs) Your picking of movies May be revoked
1: (laughs) The whole point is to pick bad movies On this one Congratulations.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, we didn't warn jo- Joe, but to everyone else, until then, you've been warned. And now, direct from his worldwide tour, we proudly present the one and only Leonard Catskills. Thank you, thank you. Thank you.
3: Good evening, ladies and germs. It's great to be here. Of course, at my age, it's great to be anywhere. But seriously, folks, I'm here to tell you about this new movie. It's called Hotbeeps, and it's about me and my pals. Here's Valcom. Turn your head around. I don't want to say he's dimwitted, but he makes an electric toothbrush look like a genius. Look the fire. See. My function? To serve
2: as companion and ally.
3: Being programmed for charm was probably an extra expense. This is Aquacom. She was popular mechanics playmate of the month for June 1994. Did a load of those components. Wowie, wow. <gasps> oh. And then there's Philco. He's a great kid, but he had no sense of humor until he met me. I haven't been this happy since the time I bought a fat skunk. Mm. My wife said, why do you expect to keep it? I said, under our bed. She said, what about the smell? And I said, he'll have to get used to it just like I did. Now the problem is, we're all being chased by this overgrown squad car named Crime Buster! Don't get excited, don't get excited. Remain stationary for a computer check. While waiting, you may enjoy a brief musical interlude. He's a cross between Darth Vader and a Sherman tank. I've heard of party crashes, but this is ridiculous. But believe me, folks, this movie's got a lot going for it. There's action, adventure, romance, raccoons, even people. Hey, kid, behave yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, and I'm in the movie, too. <laughs> but seriously, folks, don't forget to see Universal's new movie, Heartbeats. And it's coming for You Know When. And speaking of Christmas, Andy Kaufman, Bernadette Peters, in Heartbeats. Of... Coming this Christmas, it's holiday entertainment for everyone. So I says, I don't care who you are, Fatso, get those reindeer off my roof. <laughs>